Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Going steady? Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody but me. Am I going steady? What does that mean? How did I get into this anyway? Well, I have had quite a few dates with Marie. We've through. Lots of We've liked each other all along. We've done all sorts of things together. Like the time I taught Marie how to We sort of... Well, we seem to get along. I like it that way. Yes. It's fun to Marie. But going steady. That makes it sound so exclusive. The formula for Coca-Cola is called Merchandise 7X, a recipe so secret that it's locked inside this Atlanta bank vault, so successful that it's been tinkered with, but never dramatically changed in nearly a hundred years. But tomorrow, Coca-Cola Company will tell a thirsty world it's putting a smoother, sweeter taste into the most instantly recognizable bottle in the world. Ty Whip, Heavy Longmire. Gustav Matteblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. It's so pensive yeah. right now, looking up, trying to imagine. You rolling? Oh, yeah. You can lead a horse to water, but he's going to shit in it. Of course. I'm not going to edit out the silence of me looking at you. Okay. I wish we could fully capture the look of contentment he's got on his face. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Can You Hear Me, the podcast. Three guys... Apparently talking about horses shitting in the water. Happens. I'm Gustav Montblanc. I am Ty Webb. And I am Heavy Longmire. And as always, you can find us on Twitter. I'm Real Gustav. I am Ty Webb 3000. Q lasers. You can find me at Longmire Heavy. You can email us your uh, complaints about Heavy's witticism for this episode at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. You can find us on our uh, website, canyouhearmepod.com. You can find us on Reddit, Twitter, Pinterest, Grinder. I don't know, all over the place. You think of it, we're probably there. We're on stuff that hadn't even been invented yet. Yeah, we're like... We're like the indie uh, hipster band that you don't even know about. We just enjoyed some... Uh, what do you think about this? Some that, Mexican bottled soft drinks. Like I just told Gustav, that is one of the best drags off a of soda that I've had in years. That's, that is the greatness of the Mexican-made squirt. In the glass bottle. The in handsomely... The thick glass bottle the that is turned, contours like a, to your hand. Yeah, yeah, that is a that is bottle. a pleasure not only to drink but just to hold the bottle. Just to hold the bottle. Not sure where you were going there. Well, you know, the uh, yes, squirt's a good drink, man. And we also had some Seven Ups because there was only one squirt left, and we had the Seven Up was light and refreshing. I would I drink that again, but the squirt is. Go ahead the and take a drag off it yeah, as you gonna, backwash your snuff into my drink. Refreshing, but not it, it near as good. No, no it doesn't hold. But a candle to had squirt. much better commercials back in the day. Yeah. You remember With that the guy dude from Live and Let Die? The dude from Annie. Annie, Annie. Yeah. yeah, that's right. right. No, 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 no. Annie, marvelous. Now that was the same dude. Yeah, I thought he was Sprite because didn't he say? No, seven. Crisp and clean with no caffeine. No. Wasn't that him? But please don't ever do that voice again. But no, Wasn't it was... That, I think that was some cultural appropriation you just took part in. That's right. We already lost one continent of listeners from the last right, episode. We're still reeling. Wasn't Sprite the one that did crisp and clean with no caffeine? I don't remember. I don't know about that, but the the one with the guy from Annie was 7-Up. Talking about the guy. Bald guy. Yes. Yeah. The guy with the awesome voice. And yeah. The, he was in Living Let Die. He was sitting Yoko in the wicker. Yoko Kodo's winch, henchman. 
I think okay. he's sitting in a wicker chair at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Jane Seymour was super hot in the oh, movie that died. In everything. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in time. Yeah. Oof. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Yes. Yes. Loved it. Hotter. I think actually hotter there. She kind of, you know, matured a little bit. Filled out. Aged a little bit. Yeah. She was a little skinny in the Live and Let Die, but... Handsome woman. Very much so. I'm sorry yeah, those things didn't work out between the two of you. Well, it's a good drink there. like six. It's a good drink. Well, this brought up, you were talking about, you know, in, our, in a previous episode, I'd mentioned the Coke machine at the junior high field house. Yeah. The, the big button, the, you know... Electric get it just get, right. You're right, hit just right, spit Cokes out. And, and you brought up that you thought it was a new Coke emblem. I, I mean, I I know that it just said Coke. It didn't say Coca-Cola Classic because right. it was pre-Coca-Cola Classic. But I I feel like it was that new Coke yeah. script lettering. Well, the it new, probably was because that would have been 87. Yeah, so the, the new Coke switch happened when we were in middle school. No. Yeah. Yeah, 85. 85. Well, well okay. Fourth, yeah, fifth, sixth grade. That's yeah. middle school. Yeah. Well... Middle school now is sixth, seventh, eighth. All right. Well, okay. our middle school. Our middle school. Okay. And then junior high, which there's no such thing as junior high anymore. All right. Whatever. That's what my middle schooler tells me. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you Who tell cares her what's for You tell her right. what this world's like because you've lived and she That's had. Right. All right. Okay. You don't look like. <laughs> you don't look like the guy from Cocoon for nothing. That's right. <laughs> By golly. There's wisdom behind that. Hey, be the did you know that I think Brian Dennehy was actually older than Wilford Brimley when they made that movie? Really? Yeah, Wilford Brimley, one of the youngest looking old, old guys, guys yeah. ever. Or oldest looking young guys. Yeah. I think yeah, Wilford like Brimley was younger. like in his late 40s in that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I swear. He was like 50. Uh, now, Don Amici and Hugh Cronin, they were old as fuck. But yeah. they were like old enough to be his dad. Yeah. 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 Oh, he Wilford. had such a great walrus He's still out there still, kicking the diabetes. He's still out there pushing uh, motorized di- scooters and diabetes. And insurance. And and, and robot yeah. insurance. Wow. <laughs> For when the rope metal ones come to eat your eat your medicine. But we were talking about new coke. Talking about, so which was terrible. The kids may the kids don't know this because it happened before they were born. That's true. But. Coca-Cola was around, kids. suffering from uh, a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Austin, sit down, gather up, get closer. You need to hear this, son. Bring JJ over. This your three uncles are going to tell you a story. All right, go ahead, Gustav. So, up until then, post-war, post-World War II, Coca-Cola is the dominant player in the soft drink market. Goes global after World War II. Huge, huge the Teach the World to Sing makes it go even bigger in the 60s and 70s. But Pepsi just continually starts to erode on them. And then as we were talking off air, Pepsi comes up with... Pepsi comes up with the Pepsi Challenge, which was... Marketing genius. Marketing genius because they knew that their drink was much sweeter than Coke. And when they tested it, they found that if they gave it in small amounts, people preferred it to Coke because it was so much sweeter. But if they had to drink a whole can, for instance, or if they had to take a six-pack home and drink it, they would always prefer Coke. So what they did was knowing that that it was going to win in these small-dose tests, they set up these Pepsi challenges Which they made, and they did them live, but they also did countless commercials. Right. And people would overwhelmingly choose Pepsi because it was sweeter. And think of this. you wouldn't want to drink a whole can of it. Well, and think of this. Back then, this was when everything was in a glass bottle. Or can. Or can. Not necessarily a bottle to where you had to have, remember the squat bottles that had in the the wrapper was kind of a foam kind of thing. But everything was a 12-ounce soda back then. Yeah. Or it well, eight and ten. There were eight, eight and ten ounce bottles too. Well, the yeah, they were small. I mean, the twelve ounce bottle that that's as big a serving as you were going to get right. in one without buying like a two liter. Uh, they had the one liter. Well, was not it? yet. Well, no, they had the glass bottles that were non returnable. Those were two liters. Were those twos? Because I remember my mom used to buy two liter. Back then, it was called sugar free Dr Pepper. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't called the blue, that. It was the blue, blue light label. Blue yeah. light label. And how great! Talk about another marketing campaign. Be a pepper. That's what, right. Don't you want to be a pepper yeah. too? That was a huge jingle because to this day, and I love sugar free. That's her drink of choice, and she still calls it sugar free. Yeah. She doesn't call it a diet Dr Pepper. That's right. She's like, can you pour me a sugar free, please? Maybe a tab on the side. Yeah. Ooh, I worked. Awesome. I worked with a gal not. Six years ago, that when I went to her office, sitting there drinking a can of tab, Ugh. I didn't know they still made the Suns. I mean, yeah. oh, I've seen it at the grocery store. Well, go ahead, recently. back to the Pepsi challenge. The well, night. yeah, I mean that was just that—that that was the marketing genius of it was that they knew that this was basically the only thing that they had over Coke, and they they used that to their advantage in these Pepsi challenges where people would legitimately choose Pepsi in just a short sip because it was so much sweeter. Yeah. And they sold a lot of Pepsi. Right. And, and back in this day, everything was still cane sugar. Yeah. yeah. Before high fructose corn high syrup. High fructose corn syrup hadn't come in. so The scourge that is. Pepsi high. started making some inroads because of the Pepsi challenge and because of some uh, distribution deals. They were starting to erode Coke's long-time market share. So the Coke brass... Mm-hmm. Decided to make a change. Now, about that time, some of the distributors had already started switching the recipe to high fructose corn syrup from sugar, from yeah. cane sugar. Not not across the nation, but in a few distributors. And Coke's corporate structure at the time was corporate, then with independent bottling distributors, which were basically franchisees, yeah. for lack of a better business model. Really, I don't think I re- realized that. Coke didn't own, at the time, most of the bottling companies underneath huh, it. Okay. They were obviously tied together, right. but they were independently You have to owned. operate within this certain umbrella, right, but right. you own the franchise. So basically. some of those just bottling companies had already started to make the switch to high fructose. I don't know if that was down here. I don't yeah. have that piece of the puzzle. Because back then, that was before people had to list the ingredients and yeah. the nutritional facts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way before. So it's like, we put it where the hell we want in here. Yeah. Well, Coke makes this, they've seen this data about the Pepsi Challenge. They know people prefer it in these small doses because it's sweeter. So they come up with the bright idea to monkey with the formula and make it sweeter. Now, this did two things. One is that it gave them the opportunity to go ahead and make that switch to high fructose corn syrup, but it also gave them the opportunity to eliminate any of the coca from the old formula. Yeah. Because the FDA that wasn't still in it was it? It wasn't cocaine because they originally had cocaine, right? But right, there right. was still some coca extract, really small in but the original recipe. in the original recipe. Okay, so that gave them a chance to get out of that and get away from the FDA's and the DEA and the DEA <laughs> from and you know so that gave them a, a twofold opportunity and Escobar and yes. Escobar to make your narco's reference of the episode. They make this switch and it goes over like a turd in the punch bowl exactly. Man, it was bad. It was horrible, and you know, it was too were, sweet. It was awful. It because I didn't like Pepsi. I had a grandmother that would often buy Pepsi, and it was like it's like torture to have to go drink that crap. I didn't like Pepsi, but I was always a Dr Pepper fan more than Coke anyway. But the new the new Coke was worse than Pepsi. Agreed. Now, some people have conspiracy theories that this was all planned. That. They would come back with the Coca-Cola Classic like they did in pretty short order. Yeah. When you figure about how big a ship Coke and all these individual distributors are for them to turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are people that believe that. The CEO to his dying day, will, or maybe he's already passed away, claimed that they weren't smart enough to do that. Yeah. They sure turned it around pretty quickly. They turned it around very quickly, and their market share came back even stronger. Right. Yeah. So it stemmed... The well, Pepsi. It's it was part of that. I mean, if you look at it as a conspiracy play, the psychology of it is great in that the you know the absence made the heart grow fonder, mm-hmm. and w- they we listened to the people. That's right. And I made you know all these people that did wrote letters, petitions, and wrote letters, and were on, giving you, giving you what you want. We're on PM Magazine. It's like coming home again. Try Coca Cola Classic. Uh, do you remember? At our local movie theater, opening credits. Oh. The old animatronic woman that took tickets? No. The scary-ish 70s 
heading down a country road, yes. going to meet our friends oh, down yeah. at the movies, where it all begins, looking for a good time, looking for what's real, That's looking right. for that Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yes, Coke is the good time real thing. I have scoured the Internet. I've asked people that are Coke collectors if they've ever seen this, and nobody I'm outside of really? our little thing has any recollection of that, of advertisement? that advertisement. Man, I can. Uh, I think we could storyboard I that could thing. Storyboard oh, yeah. it. And those weird zombies that are moving down towards the down a country road, going to meet, meet some friends. It was down at the movies. That's where it all begins. Looking for the whole good song? time. Looking for what's real. Looking for a good time. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Coke is the good time, real thing. Well, it just done. made you want to go buy a Coke and some popcorn. I already I can, bought one. I can see it fizzing right now. And those wax yeah. cups. And those wax paper oh, cups. Oh, yeah. Those are the best. Anyway, so that was a switch from Coke. They It turned into such a debacle as far as marketing and sales that they quickly came up with Coca-Cola Classic, which wasn't exactly the same. Nope, it was as not. I mentioned, and we all knew it. We all griped. That's not the same. Yeah. Right? But... It was better than New Coke. The New Coke and better than Pepsi. And so now when you drink a Coke, that's what you get. They dropped the Coca-Cola Classic well, years ago. All the Coca-Cola Classic then, too, when they came back, it was still the high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, yes. they, they had abandoned the sugar. Um, but did y'all have two questions for you. Number one, Coke or Dr. Pepper? Coke. Mine has a caveat of bottle versus fountain. Okay. So if it's a bottle, I will go with a Coke Zero. You mean glass or plastic? Uh, either. Okay. I, I have yet to find a Coke Zero in a glass bottle, so I don't know. All I see are Mexican Cokes in glass bottles usually, or those little throwback ones every once in a while. Yeah, the little ones. The little ones. The fountain, though, I am a fan of the Dr. Pepper or the Diet Dr. Pepper, as it were, because Dr. Pepper, with its 23 flavors, gives you more wiggle room. Or if your calibration's not good. If your calibration's yeah. not good, it still tastes like a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It picks up one of those or two of those flavors versus Coke can be bad. Yeah, right. this, if that fountain machine's not calibrated good, what was that instrument called? I can't remember, but there's a calibration instrument you use on those fountains that uh, will measure, mm-hmm. make sure you're getting the right amount of yeah, syrup. that's yeah. off just a little bit, it'll screw a Coke up, man. But Dr. Pepper, that just, it it's, gives you the wiggle room and it still tastes okay. So that's why I go fountain. Well, now, I've always been a Dr. Pepper guy. One of, there are moments in your it's life. white trash. I don't care. It's better. There are moments in your <laughs> and life. And it's older. It's like one year older than Coke. Uh, there was one day, and we may have been together that day, We, when we were working for the school, and of course it was, you know, 100 and something degrees. I might have been passed out. There's a high probability. We were out at the field house, and there were some Dr. Pepper cans that we found and we went stuck in an ice machine. Yes. And that was one of the best tasting things oh, ever. Oh, my gosh. It might have been because we were 150 degrees. Right. Yeah. We were on the verge and of heat stroke. Almost, they were literally ice cold. Yeah. But, yeah, that that was one of the best drinks it, it I've ever had. It is funny, instances like that, because I have one of those instances when me and our Polynesian friend, when we were in high school and went to Philmont, and Boy Scouts we went for the backpacking. We were on the trail for 13 days. So this is 13 days of eating dehydrated food. Right. And just water. water. Yeah. And every couple of days, some kind of something that was like Gatorade you could mix in with your water. Yeah. And uh, so basically, you know, two it's weeks. A little thing, a quick kick. Yeah, basically that's what it was. And, and this kick. is after you had pretty much lived your life on a steady diet. Of Coke. Of Coca-Cola. Yeah. So 14 days of... Uh, Coke-free. Sugar-free, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no sugar in anything. Me and the Polynesian, we come down off that trail into base camp, and we walk... <laughs> Got Sherpa with you. <laughs> we walk straight to the PX, drop our backpacks, hit the Coke machine, and these ice-cold cans from heaven mm-hmm. of Coca-Cola Did you hear a harp? Out. Hallelujah. Yeah. Angels are singing. That was the best Coke I've ever drank I believe in it. my life. I mean, just like, oh. You forget how great sugar tastes. Man, 
Yeah. So freaking good. Cold. Hadn't had anything cold right. in two weeks. You know, well, that's kind of the feel I got taking a drink of that squirt with that cane sugar ice cold in that bottle. Yeah. I mean, you just forget how much better it tastes. Yeah. There's a, uh, okay, talking about, because squirt's one of the, you know, uh, well, this, going back here, talking about Coca-Cola losing market share to uh, Pepsi when the Pepsi Challenge came out, came out. Friends of mine who have traveled fairly extensively in South America and different places in the world, to me, Coke is king. But across the world, I mean, Pepsi in other countries. Yeah, they make they, big market share, yeah. Like, I think especially in South America, it's Pepsi's the big yeah. Yeah, the big deal down there, you know. The you know, Squirt's kind of second tier, third tier. Probably third tier. Yeah, third tier soft drink. What's one of your other favorite second to third tier soft drinks? Well, what is I guess even more specific too is I was thinking about drinks that are Coke like, like the RC or that kind of thing, versus the flavored. You know, where you get into the grape, the strawberry, right. all that kind of stuff. If any of those stood out, the sun kiss, that kind of well, thing. Well, there's been a lot of, of monkeying around with all those artificial flavors, it seems like to me. Nobody's going to say, oh, yeah, you know, there's no big up in arms about if you changed, you know. The sun kiss recipe. The sun kiss recipe. Because yeah. sun kiss was, it was all, it was Fanta and, because Coco and Fanta. Right, yeah. still does, I guess. And I think Dr. Pepper owns Sunkissed, and I don't know who Orange, I can't remember who owns Orange Crush, but that you know Orange Crush was a big deal. Yeah, oh yeah, and Grape Crush, Grape Crush, stuff. and I, Strawberry Crush. That yeah, that that's like fourth tier. Yeah, one of my favorite ones, and I don't drink them very often, but I get one every few months. I'm like, God, this is good. It's Big Red. I yeah. never have liked Big Red. I like Big Red in mo- in extreme moderation. Yeah, like I said, every few months. It was funny the other day. I was at the gas station down the street here, and I was going in to get a Diet Coke. And there was this guy standing there looking at the soft drinks. And uh, he's like, with a real thick Yankee accent, he says, uh, you ever had this Big Red? I was like, yeah. What's it taste like? He's like, I'm from up north. We don't have this up north. Like cough syrup with sugar, and he said, "What's it taste like?" And I was like, "Well, it, I guess I would have to put it in the cream soda family, maybe." It's got that real sweet. Yeah, it's not because it's not strawberry. I said it's not. not, I said it's not. Doesn't taste like cream soda, but if I had to lump it somewhere, I guess I would. Equivalent. I guess I'd put it closer to cream soda than anything. This is what he asked. He's like, "It's not strawberry or cherry." I was like, "No, it's not a fruit flavor. It's a." Deceptive as it is, yeah. It's that's a good question. It's a good question, sir. I it just tastes like Big Red. You know, some people swear by Big Red with barbecue. Hmm. It's in the Robert Earl Keen song, but I'd heard of it other times before that. I think it's maybe further south, maybe towards yeah, Austin, San Antonio. But Big Red and barbecue. I'm a tell fan you a little of the flavored, the grape, the ch- orange. I like it. Yeah. I like it if it's really cold, and again, not like a big giant one. I don't want. You know, yeah, there's needs something to be moderation. For sure. Yeah, there's something about, and I don't really don't like cans. I don't. Something's changed in my way of drinking. I used to not cans like, get colder. I like that. Cans get colder, but they have a different taste. Yeah, I, I like that taste. They're just not big enough. See, I, for something like a, a flavored soda like that, I want it to be smaller to your moderation because right. I feel like it's. It's at best at its peak temperature. Mm-hmm. It's dose dependent. And too much of that's too much. Yeah. Something like a Dr. Pepper or a Coke. Well, like this squirt right here, we're going on about how good it is. I wouldn't want to drink one every day, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree on that. Yeah. Well, I think the uh, a lot of those flavored ones can make really good in a fountain drink, too. Yeah, the flavor does take I mean, fountain. you still don't want to do, like, a, like you said, like a big 32 ounce of it. But uh, there's nothing wrong with mixing in, too. I'll mix in a little strawberry on top of a no, I'm not Dr. Mixing. Pepper or something like really? that. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't mix. Huh. Or a Big Red Dr. Pepper mix. Really? Or a Big Red Coke Zero mix is not bad. Huh. You you were probably a suicide king back oh, in yeah. the day. Bring it. <laughs> Bring on the What's suicide. What's your favorite brand of root beer? Uh, I like IBC. Mm-hmm. If I was going to have to go with the normals, it would probably be A&W. 
I don't really like Barks. Yeah. Barks, it's got the caffeine. Yeah, it does have the caffeine. Barks does? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm a fan of the Sioux City Sarsaparilla. Yeah. Oh, look at you. I also like the IBC. Yeah. And the IBC cream soda, too. I like, yeah, that's good. Root beer, I'm just staple root beer brand. I would go A&W. He's making his own. Yeah. I'd go A&W. Homebrew. You can make your own root beer. Did y'all ever do, or do you still do, the peanuts and the... Nope. In the Coke. Every once in a while, I will. Nope. Nope. Man, I love that as a kid. My father-in-law taught me this trick one football season a few years ago. Why are you such unbuttoning? A, such a small, such a strange combination. I'm sure he figured you it out. You and your father-in-law is a strange combination. I'm sure he figured it out by accident. If you eat candy corn and, oh. and peanuts together, it tastes just like a big red. Really? Yes. <sighs> Got to try that. I love candy corn. I hate Hold on. candy corn. I completely screwed that up. No. Peanuts and candy corn taste like a payday candy bar. has nothing to do with big red. say... <laughs> <laughs> How does candy corn and peanuts make a big red? Yeah. <laughs> candy corn and peanuts make the payday candy bar. Well, that makes more sense because you already got the peanuts. Peanuts in a big red taste kind of like a payday candy bar. That's where I was going. Wow. I was really, I was really impressed with that combination. That was, wow. that was like some alchemy going on. Up there. <laughs> yeah, peanuts and big red will taste a little bit like a payday oh, candy bar. Peanuts yeah. and marshmallow together taste a little bit like Cabernet. <laughs> KJ, try out that marshmallows with the peanuts and see what. I tell you what is good if we're talking combos, just combos. Those little combos <laughs> are good, but also popcorn and milk duds. Eating yeah. together at the same That's time. Good. That was a staple at the old movie theater. Yeah. Popcorn, and I'm a big fan of the uh, Junior Mints. Me the popcorn. too. Uh, I don't do it with the popcorn, with the but popcorn. just Junior Mints. Junior Mints is I, a it's a top ten for sure. Junior yes. Mints bottom ten. No, no, no way. No. I don't want I don't want candy that tastes like my toothpaste. Man, that stuff is you so need to good. Your toothpaste. Then. That's right. If they sold Junior Mint flavored toothpaste, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Those things are awesome. You don't hate, like that? No, I hate mint with candy. You don't like the York? Nope. Patty? Nope. Oh. I don't like the Andes. I don't like You're any insane. Of that stuff. You're insane. How do y'all feel about the peanut patty? Big. Love that. Mrs. Gustav I love loves the peanut, the peanut patty. patty. I do not With love the very that. unnatural red color. Yeah. Where's that red coming from? I got that from my granddad. He would, every time we would stop at any kind of convenience store, he would grab one of those peanut yeah, patties. Peanut I, rounders. I, yep. I, I always take those home to Mrs. Gustav. They're so good. Yeah. How about speaking of stopping at the gas station of our youth, which used to have the Coke slide box. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. But how about the striped coconut bar? Oh, yeah. Hey, we also had those at the swimming pool. They were in the little vending machine. Coconut bar. Yeah, you remember? Sometimes it would be white with chocolate kind of zigzag stripes or straight stripes. Something about a candy bar? It would be a Neapolitan chocolate, white, and strawberry. Those were the ones that we... a candy bar or an ice cream bar? No, No, candy bar. bar. It's coconut. They were thin about... uh, We had those at the swimming pool. Remember, they had... We had the ones that were Neapolitan at the swimming pool. I don't recall these. And they were good after a can opener. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like those. How do you feel about the uh, cherry mash? I used to love the he cherry mash. He used to eat the... I've never been a big fan of the cherry oh, mash. I can't eat them like they're I used to because they're so rich. But they're so, a little bit. they're so good. So a cherry mash for you Yankees, because they don't have these up north. Really? First, no. Huh. First off, its wrapper looks exactly like a beech nut shoe. It pack. sure does. That's the first thing you notice. Mm-hmm. Then you open it, and it looks like a steaming brown turd. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lump of chocolate that is has peanut flecks in the chocolate embedded yes. with a dark, dense cherry nugget. Not liquid cherry. No, like nugget, brother. Nugget, but a nugget of this unnatural... A what? A nugget. nugget. N-O-U-G-A-T. Say it one more time. Nugget. Again. Nugget. All right, got it. Just like when he's trying to get him to miss that putt in Caddyshack. Right. I don't know. That, that that pink is only found in one part of the body, and that's inside. There you go. So when you open up somebody and... Nugget. 
Nugget. Nugget. That cherry Yeah, I was never a fan of the cherry. I remember you used to like them. I used to love them. Oh. Yeah. Love the cherry mash. Coke and a cherry mash. Yeah. We'd go down to the old-timey hardware store. Yep. Get the glass bottle Coke. I'd get a moon pie. You'd get a cherry mash. Hey, I... I meant to ask you the other day, did you ever try the Zero Bar? I, I haven't. I tried one the other day. We, Not a fan. Remember we talked about that and you said you were going to try yeah, one? Yeah, I haven't. Uh, Tell me what's that, what's that all about. Is it coconut? No, it's a white chocolate. Almond. With almond and there's a nougat. You're nougat. a fan of the nougat, aren't you? I like the nougat. People Ted. love nougat. And, but the thing... <laughs> <laughs> said with such conviction. The thing about Strangle the Zero... The zero bar also falls into the big red category, though, of extreme moderation. Right. Like very it's really because it's a very different taste. But man, if you're used to your standard Snickers a, or Mars bar Snickers. or whatever, try it. You know, every now and then it's nice to branch out. You know, be Snick creative. A, Get you a zero in there. Sometimes you need to, you know, try new things. Taste something a little try different. Try something new. Try yeah. your zero. There you go. Go straight for the O. The uh. Tell you one that's often overlooked. It's an oldie but goodie that I'll get every once in a while. It's Mr. Good Bar. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a that's a good one. It's all right. Been around a long time. Very long. I time. like the little Mr. Good. We've got a, a big stack of the mini candy bars in our place at the office where oh, we've yeah. got you know snacks and stuff. And love the little mini Good Bars and the little mini dark chocolate. How yeah. about a Reggie Bar? <laughs> Reggie. All right, that was not just a joke. It was a joke, but it's not yeah, a joke. Yeah, I remember Reggie Bar. Yeah. Back when Reggie Jackson was at his popularity in oh, like yeah. 79-ish, 80. Yeah. Every great Yankee has to have his own candy bar. There was a Reggie Jackson candy bar, which was kind of like a chunky, if I remember correctly. God, what is that? I saw those it's recently, and I'm like, and what's in that? There used to be versions of it, but I think the standard chunky has like a... Didn't it have almond? Standard Chunky has raisin in it, which really? I do not. I like raisin. I don't remember that. But the Reggie bar, I remember them, and it had Reggie on the cover, on the wrapper. Huh. Those went away after a while. They merchandised those over by the Mary Lou Retton bars. <laughs> yeah. Now, there was, a, there was a candy bar back in the 70s. By the uneven bars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's so proud of himself, right? Let him go. Look at Let him. him. Let him go. He's like a... Proud Papa with a newborn child <laughs> smoking a candy cigar. It's a girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was that. I'm going to go put groans in from the audience for yes. this. <laughs> Can you put a tumbleweed in? <sighs> Crickets. Yeah. The Marathon Bar. Do you remember the yeah, Marathon Yeah, I remember bar. the Marathon. So, Marathon Bar was about an inch wide. And maybe at the most a quarter inch thick, and it was caramel in a open weave pattern kind of thing, covered in chocolate top and bottom. So they like laid this. Those are Twix, but without the no cookie. cookie, without the cookie. Okay. No cookie crunch. And so it was just long and flat. And when I was little, I couldn't open them up, so I would just bite off like an inch. And just chew, eat the wrapper and all. <laughs> nice. And then they stopped, stopped making them. Huh. Then I found at a world market, they make them in England under a different name. It's the exact same thing. Really? Sweet. Really? Yep. They, still, they hold up? They hold good. up. They hold up. I'll tell you one that I tried about 10, 15 years ago, and I don't know if they still make them. I thought it was one of the best ideas ever, but I never saw them marketed very well, was the Take Five. I did not like the Take Five. You didn't? Uh, that was a good candy bar. I remember the name of it, but I don't remember what it was. It was pretzel, chocolate, caramel, and nougat. I had something else. A little, little bit of everything. It tried it to be too much of everything is what I yeah, thought. I, I was like, remember. this is a pleaser. <laughs> not a teaser. <laughs> Right. I remember the name, and I, I'm sure I had one, but I don't remember what they tasted like or what was in them. Oh, what about the hundred grand? Hadn't had one of those in years. They're tasty. Yeah, the, I'm pro hundred grand. What's that one all about? What's it having? It's in? caramel. It's got your nugget. No, it doesn't <laughs> no, have nougat. I just I'm gonna say everyone has it's nougat. It's got caramel 
And then it's got it's got a good thick chocolate. Rice crispy top. Okay. Crisp in the chocolate then. Yeah. But the whatchamacallit? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Is it like the whatchamacallit? Yeah. No, it's no. not like the whatchamacallit. No. no, but the whatchamacallit is a, was a good candy bar. Oh, yeah, it was a good it candy bar. It had rice. It had the rice. But it was more airy than the 100 grand. Okay. Yeah. What's your take on the Kit Kat? <laughs> that sounded funny. I enjoy the Kit Kat. A frozen Kit Kat is sublime. Really? Yeah, it's perfect. If it's room temperature, I'm kind of meh. But you put yeah. those in the freezer, it's crisp. Yeah. It's great. Try it out. Well, uh, Kit Kat or Twix? Twix. Kit Kat. Frozen Kit Kat. Well, you can't throw that frozen shit in there. Cause I, throw, I throw whatever the fuck I want in Okay, there. well then frozen Twix. Do you have that? You I, can't compare. I've had the Twix ice cream bar, which is frozen. But that's not as good as the Snickers ice cream bar. Snickers ice cream bar. What is that Snickers ice cream bar? That should be illegal. That's next level stuff right there, man. Where do y'all fall in the Klondike? Eh. Have you noticed how much they've tricked up Klondikes now? There's like 50 different kinds. I haven't had one of those since junior high, probably. I mean, forever there was just one. Yeah, there's a bunch of different kinds now. It's like Oreo. You know, now there's like 25 kinds of Oreo. So many Oreos. Yeah, but the... Snickers ice cream bar, good. Oh, night. yeah, that was a game changer. Because I'm not big on ice cream treats there at the convenience store as a general rule. But remember in high school they had those in the cafeteria. Yes, that was the whole reason to go to school. Wow, that and the chicken fried steak patty, and the brownies. Sometimes those brownies, yeah. brownies were mm. legit. I'd had yeah. my fill of the chicken fried steak. Yeah. Well, I love that chicken fried steak. Yeah. I love school food. I love I, I love those burgers. I love that square pizza. We had pretty good cafeteria food, I think, growing up. Or we were just not picky. Yeah, I think it's a, more of the later and a little bit of the first. Yeah, but if you had to give your all-time favorite soda an all-time favorite candy bar, and you can even trick it up with your frozen shit if you want, let's let's get those soda first. Favorite. Soda. Okay. You can you can do it, you can trick it up however you want it in a bottle, fountain, anything you want. Okay. What would be your favorite, Gustav? It would probably be either in ice or straight out of the freezer, like it's been in there just to the point of it's just starting to frost over. Probably a Coke Zero, if they were in glass bottles. If I could find that, if that existed, yeah. that would probably be my favorite. Okay. Heavy. Coca Cola. Bottle, can, fountain, bottle, glass, glass bottle, real sugar, real sugar. Mine would have to be the fountain, big peach, the yes, big the, peach, big peach in the plastic <laughs> small bottle. <Right>. No, <laughs> my favorite would be the fountain Dublin Dr Pepper. The cane sugar, Dr. Pepper. I don't think I've ever seen that in the in the fountain. Guess you have to go down towards. You have to go to Dublin. Oh, and if not, if not that, it would just be your standard Dr. Fountain, Dr. Pepper. Really? All right. Favorite candy bar or candy bar family? I'd probably have to go that Snickers ice cream bar. I mean, that may if you're letting me trick it up. Yeah, that's really tricking it up. But let's let's leave out the ice cream. Because that is really tricking it up. Yeah, because then you're talking about ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream treats. I get, I, you know, I guess it'd be like a 1978 marathon bar. Heavy? Snickers. Straight up Straight Snickers. Straight up Snickers. It's satisfying. I think mine would, and y'all are going to kick me in the balls. It's going to be a bit of honey. No, y'all are going <laughs> to kick me in the nutsack for this. Chico stick. I don't mind the Chico stick. Those are also at the swimming pool. You I always that? thought they were made out of chicken. Well, why would so I want? It, why would I want a candy a bar? Chicken candy bar that tastes like chicken. That has chicken on it. I mean, a lot of that cake icing we ate had whipped chicken fat in it. So, oh yeah, I think I would have to go with the. I love the zero in moderation, but I think I would have to go with the York peppermint patty. Wow! Wow! That's so. That's a bold, bold statement. That's like. Old man talk. I know, but I I'm surprised you didn't just say Werther's Originals. God, those are good. Those are good. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> as you wrap your cardigan sweater around you yeah. tightly. Let me tighten uh, my ascot. As the, oh, you know what? We didn't even we didn't even mention the Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. Frozen. That's that's the way to go for that one. Those we, are boy. Yeah. I mean, we've got Anna and Elsa over here across the table with yeah. frozen everything. Right. Well, I've enjoyed uh, soda and uh, candy talk. I feel like the partial recall guys are going to file an injunction against us. But yeah, we got a, an emergency message from one of our listeners. Oh, bring it. And this came from Pretty Little Nurse. Okay. And Hope everything's okay. Well... She says, tell me how to get my claws in a guy, LOL, fourth date coming up, and I really like him. How did each of you get hooked? What did it for you? I know my questions are pretty vanilla. I know. I feel like this question kind of answers itself. Uh, Ty? <laughs> <laughs> the, the question is, what hooks us? Yes. If she's she's trying to get her claws into this guy, right, and hook him for good, hook him for good. Honestly, I think the biggest factor for anyone is whether or not they're at a point where they want to be hooked. Good point. So, regardless, I think people are much too quick to focus on themselves and their own attributes and whether or not that is what's making the connection or hooking someone or that kind of thing. I think she's putting too much pressure on herself. The biggest factor is whether or not he wants to be hooked at this point. Good point. If he does want to be hooked, then I think that her best bet is to be just be herself with him and be open and upfront and honest about what she wants. I, I would totally agree. Because then you get an honest answer and response from him about... Because that's what screws up relationships a lot of times is somebody assumes they know... That A, what the other person wants, and B, that, that the other person knows what they want right. without even communicating about There's it. There's a lot right. of projection there without a lot of communication. That's right. And it's not easy to communicate that openly because you feel vulnerable. You lay yourself out. You lay all your cards out on the table. Right. At You're the, open to rejection. At the same time, I think you have to be careful not to, in laying those cards out, ascribe too much futurism. Yeah. To the situation. Right. Because if, if it's the fourth date, you don't want to start talking about marriage and babies. Yes. You know, and how you're going to, where you're going to retire together to and stuff and like that. What it, you're going to put on your wedding registry. Right. Well, well, and even people tend to be overconfident and overcertain about how much they think they know what they want themselves for the next five years, much less what they want another person to commit to. Right. But I do think it's very, very good to say, look, I'm extremely interested in you. I'd like to get you to know, know you better because obviously fourth date, you don't know somebody that well. I mean, I've been with I'd say humor goes a long way. In humor a goes a long way. And it grazes the gears. Yes, yeah. it absolutely does. And I also want to, I can't stress the importance of non-sexual physical cues. Because obviously, as Heavy alluded to, you could throw sex into the mix here. I did not. Oh, you totally to did. You did with your eyes. You did. I don't know what Bedroom you're talking eyes. about. You I can't hide know. your lion eyes. I don't know what you're talking about. But the idea of like, as you're talking to the dude, because I don't know if she's kissed this guy on these previous three dates or anything. Well, I would hope not. Or any hug. <laughs> Gramps. Third date? Good night. But, you know, as you're talking... Pretty you, early in the courting. If you reach over there and touch their arm <laughs> or something, you know, just to make a point or stuff right. like that, that goes a long way because that cuts out that distance of, you know, it, it's it's slashed. There's the, a lot of intimacy that happens in nonverbal communication. Yes. So, you know, stuff like that, I, the humor thing, and I know you can be funny, pretty little nurse, we got faith in you. You're from yeah. the 903. You wouldn't be listening if you couldn't be funny. You, you, can, exactly. you can use our stories. Maybe not some of them. Don't, you know, don't change it that you knew the white couch girl or anything like that. <laughs> but you, uh, can, you can share a story from one of the funnier podcasts to ever originate from the North Texas area. Tell them how you know how to make a chicken fried steak. Or if you would like for us to talk to this young man. You know what? <laughs> we could absolutely do that. If you need us to 
take over the vetting process. We can vouch for you. We can offer up character references. We can uh, we can do a Skype conference. We can take him to the range. Yeah. We maybe we need to vet this guy. Yeah. Like you said, maybe maybe we need to make sure he's up to snuff. Maybe right. that's a good business model for us. Could you imagine? What that? What a day! And that'd be a reality TV show right there. That would. Yeah. Us running a dating service for right. some twenty-five-year-old. Yeah, that would be. We'll go work. In, we'll go work in California. Yeah. <laughs> Wheels are turning over here. I think. I think this is gonna. This is a million-dollar idea. I'd love I'd, to do it. Yeah. I don't want to go live in California. No. We'll visit. No, they got to come to us. Yeah. Yeah. If I could have like Northern California without the people. And the laws, sure. Yeah, just the landscape. But the people and the laws make it suck. Same thing for Oregon. I'd take Oregon, too. Man, Oregon. I haven't been to Oregon. It's on the list. I haven't been to the western, I mean, the eastern part, but I've been in the western. It's fantastic. Yeah. But the people. Bunch of hippies. I like hippies. (sighs) You would. There's nothing wrong with some hippie. I like hippies. Now, you know what? In moderation. uh, Yeah, there's a big difference between a hippie. And a town full of hippies. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to move to Portland anytime soon. And when everybody you are dealing with is a hippie, both from professional, it's everybody's got feelings. I feel like I'm. <laughs> I feel like I'm happiest when I'm in a mix. You know, when you got a little of this, a little of that, a little. You know, you got everybody kind of keeping everybody else in check. I don't want to be in any community that's all one way or yeah, the other. Yeah, homogenous is it's is dangerous. But yeah, when I was. I, I was in Eugene. How did he feel? <laughs> Boom. Oh, that was good. Well, well played, played, sir. Well played. Yeah, I was in Eugene, Oregon, the city, not the man. And Because uh, I feel like we should put that in the montage. Oh, I'll put it in there. I'm not scared. It'll go right next to I just want to bang your stepmom. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, it was hippie central. And even if they were professionals, they were still hippies at heart. Yeah. And everybody did have feelings. And you'd have to deal with this yeah, and that's... that. And... Kumbaya. I don't want that. Which it's... I hadn't watched much Portlandia. Deodorant free zone. I think the first episode of Portlandia I ever watched was the one where they go to the restaurant. And it's that the order hilarious. the free range chicken. Yeah, they want to go visit <laughs> yeah. it, but then they want to know about its upbringing, <laughs> so they visit the farm. <laughs> yeah, yep. and decide that yes, you know this. He's had shows, a good life. That and, shows dead on. And uh, I was like, God, these people. It's what it's like up there. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think you, knowing you, I do think that. Your patience would run out in about a day flat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're standing in one of those lines, just get the chicken, lady. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. You would be uh, all the first day. Oh, this is great. I, yeah. And then yeah, I'm digging it, man. Yeah, you'd be. <laughs> you'd be a, digging it till your ass was hungry. Uh, about three people back in one of those lines. Right. Just order the damn chicken. So anyway. I think be yourself. I think we've told you that before. Be funny. Told you that before. Tell them a funny anecdote from your favorite podcast. And like Ty said, don't try to... uh, Don't try too hard. Don't try too hard. You don't want to come across as... Sunfish aren't ready to be caught. That's right. I think we're going to make a sunfish reference to little (laughs) sailboats. I don't know. Some fish aren't ready to be caught. Uh, They still need to grow. Grower, not a shower. (laughs) But just, you know, be honest. Say, tell him you like him and you want to get to know him better. And I think that's probably as, uh, as accurate. She asked how we got caught. Make him a mixtape. Yeah. Put your black keys on there and your your bad 80s music. We uh, Mixtape tells what you're feeling. Mixtape was big back in the day. It was a huge player. So good. But, yeah. The time that went into Oh, those. and the organization. Yeah, but, but, okay. Those were order. Well, those were handcrafted. All right, yes. so, but those are, okay. Did anybody ever give you a mixtape? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you listen to it with the intent, intenseness that you had made mixtapes other times? A couple said? of them. Couple of them, depending on who gave it. The, I always thought the best part of getting the mixtape was just the fact that the person went to all the trouble of making the mixtape. Yeah, 
I never put the time into listening to the mixtape as I did into making the mixtape. Because right. I would question how many mixtapes just got well, tossed to the side. Probably the majority of them got tossed to the yeah. side. You had a lot of it's the thought women counts, callers right? back then. It's the thought that counts. Good Quarters, right. if yeah. you will. I did not. So, you know, I was on an island of making Heavy porcupine, was so, he porcupine was so hair roaches <laughs> out on the out of the farm. Heavy was so well quaffed back then with his red stitched boots and, and his curly head, slender of thighs, and his speed that was known throughout and his the county. Blue jean yeah. jacket with all the buttons. That's right. You know, because he mixed it up, he'd have like a Judas Priest button with Eddie yeah. on it, and then he'd have like a cult button. And I remember one of my friends. Button. He was very eclectic. Uh, I remember one of my good friends who was a very attractive high school, you know, we were all in high school, to make that clear at the time, (laughs) high school girl. Way to put that in there. Yeah. This was when I was 30. One of my best (laughs) friends was a high school girl. No, uh, a fellow high schooler, good friend, very attractive young woman, just telling me about how much she thought Heavy was just this shit, boy. He just so... So who was this? Because you're going to have to put... I'll edit it out, but I need to know. This was... uh, Miss Sue Oakland. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I think y'all had y'all's time, didn't you? Or you had a time. Yeah. There was some sniffing around. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I... I was scared of her. And I just remember... I was very intimidated by her. Which sometimes I'll have to tell y'all the whole... I've got a whole history and story there I could tell y'all about. But I just remember being like... Premium you know, content we can sell. Yeah, premium three ninety nine a minute. Um, but oh yeah, the let me tell you, the ladies, ladies loved him some heavy. Oh, he was a he was a handsome dude. I mean, he still is. It's just now he's taken. Yeah, he wasn't taken. Put on about fifty know. pounds and mi- mi- that that Mrs. Longmire, the lucky lady. She, she is. is not as lucky. I remind her of that every day. I'm sure you do. Well, it's you've got that plaque over there. I noticed over the mantle. Yeah, it says it. That helps helps her remember. Right. You know, I I think I was only I mean I was pursued by a couple of gals in college. It didn't take much for them to catch me because I was pretty much thinking with my pecker, kind of like laying out one of those sticky traps. Exactly, just, <laughs> they work really good. You know, it's just it's whatever. But as far as Mrs. Montebank, I pursued her, and I just as you should have as you know, and it was just. Uh, more of a wearing her down so she finally gave in right type thing i was on i it's more like an interview process for her like i'd come to her house and hang christmas lights move furniture stuff like that and then finally uh, so she toyed with you oh yeah 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 in fact i referred to her her profession it was my code name for her was confusion blank insert her profession at the time because okay. i didn't know what she was really right. Well, I can honestly say, me and Mrs. Longmire, we were set up by mutual friend, and it was a one of those. This is so cheesy. Heart to heart moment. One of those when they got together. One of those first dates, you Stephanie know. Powers moment. Right. One of those first date, and I, I was, I was hooked. Right. She supposedly, evidently, was hooked. Yeah. And it was. I remember when you told me that that, I was like, really? Yeah. She's putting up with you? Yeah. It was was a magic moment, as cheesy as that sounds. No, that's great. For our first date, I took her to a uh, Corey Mora concert down at Poor David's Pub. Lucky her. Old Poor David's or Old old Poor David's? You know she was the one then. Yeah. 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 How about that? We never really had a first date. We had activities that we did together. Right. Activities. So much time for activities. So much time for activities. And she called. We were supposed to take the dog for a walk. Because she wasn't going to date anybody that she worked with. And we worked good the same company. We didn't work in the same department, but there was interaction. And there was constantly people from both departments saying, you ought to date him and you ought to date her to each of us, you know, respectively. And I'd asked her. And she said, no, nah, I don't want to date anybody I work with. But we continued to do things socially. Gotcha. But they weren't dates. And nothing of date nature happened other than I might buy her dinner or something. Yeah. But there was no snuggling. There was no smooching or anything like that. And 
we had been scheduled. We would. This is how long ago this was. We would use uh, AOL's Internet Messenger. Ah, yes. Mm. Or maybe Yahoo. I can't remember which one of those. Yahoo, it was probably Yahoo. Yeah. Anyway, we would you know, some IMing. Some IMing over the dial up. Yeah. And she <laughs> got it sound. Yep. Pick up that carrier noise. And she had planned that we were going to take her dog to the park one day. We both had the day off. And she called me. I worked Not late. in Dayton, and she's just got him. She's got me by the totally, yang. Totally. That's how you know she was the right and one. And she invited me. She called me when she knew what time I was getting off. I was late. She's like, well, do you still want to take the dog to work? And I was like, yeah. I mean, to, to the park. I was sure, yeah, that'd be great. Well, why don't you get something to eat and come over? And it's late. It's like almost midnight. And I'm like, okay. And she lived probably about almost 25 minutes away yeah. from me. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll be there in about 30 minutes. And I'm like, if I'm sleeping on the futon in the spare room, I'm going to be pissed, you know, in my head. Mm-hmm. And pretty much like feeding a stray dog, I never left. <laughs> so be be wary nice. of that, you know. Uh, and up until I want to say she, this is before Y2K. Uh, so you youngsters may not remember the world was going to end on the uh, New Year's Eve of 2000. <laughs> Man, I had some friends that were so paranoid about oh. that. And I, 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 in natural fashion, had things ready just in case. <laughs> but I had to work. No more than you did the year previous. No more, not really. But I had to work. But she was going off with some. Some gay buddies to go to some fabulous party in Austin or San Antonio or something. Fabulous. Fabulous. I mean, there was probably some Ricky Martin playing. Probably. Okay. And I was kind of like, I don't think that's a good idea, you know. Both because I wanted to stay in town so I could mess around with her, but, you know. I was if I messed around, you mean talk lovingly and listen to what she had to say. Exactly. Maybe talk about her feelings. Maybe listen empathetically and right. reflect that to her in a way right. that would make her feel special and understood. Give back rubs, foot rubs. Don't be got my technique down. Don't be tickling or nothing. No. <laughs> anyway, so she went to that. That Big Mac. And uh, I got sick because I hadn't been home for like a week or two, and I ate some bad. Lunch meat had been in my apartment. <laughs> and so she came back and had to, had to take care of me because I was puking, puking, uh, and uh, we had been the uh, we bad baloney had not been apart <laughs> for from that point on. From when I got sick, she came back until uh, my first business trip for my new career. It was almost five years, I think, before we were separated. Spinning out apart. Spinning out apart. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know it's it's works out a lot better. Than I, I was going to ask how since you're in between assignments, how has being home for about three weeks or four weeks? Uh, over a month. You've been home for over a month. I've been home for over a month. So how's that gone? So for my my job, marriage is hanging in the balance. Right. I often if I roll off, I may be on an assignment for years. I may be on assignment for a couple months, but in between we call it the bench, and. While you're waiting for a new assignment, or either they're finding one or things have to work out for it to start, you're sitting around just doing nothing. And that, there's an inherent. There's a little left. She's going to suck that brown drink out. There's, there's a, a stressful time because nobody's going to keep you around and pay you forever for doing nothing. Yeah. But in this case. Au contraire. <laughs> They identified a new client for me, but things had to work out. I had to get some new immunizations and crazy stuff like that. Overseas travel is a bitch. And so I've been sitting around for a month and a half almost with nothing to do. And so far, I I go leave out tomorrow, but so far I have not gotten in trouble in a month and a half. Really? Which is amazing for me. Yeah. Because, I mean... Has she been on vacation? No, she's been there. I I don't know how what I've been doing right. Because I'd wondered, like they they're not used to spending this much time together. They're gonna be. She's probably gonna be ready for his ass to hit the road. I think I will be missed. I really think I'm. Uh, Montage you've, you've proved a helpful hand around the house. Huh? Well, I haven't done that much. Yeah. That's the well, thing. Well, you've been there. So sometimes it's nice to just have an extra set of hands. Yeah. School I, I, starting, there's and shuffling that. kids around. There's that. And, there's that, but. 
I kind of. But she might be looking at you as an employee. A little bit, but I hadn't done as much as I'd hoped. As long as the benefits are right. But I hadn't <laughs> dental. Uh, I had a kidney stone part of the time. Uh, well, that yeah. that's probably a big part of why she liked it. <laughs> yeah. And so I think she felt sorry for me for uh, a couple of weeks. Got to use that empathy play, sympathy uh, play. Because I usually don't get sick, but I had that, so she felt bad for you me. Ever but, passed that thing? Or did it just uh, no, I think it's in my bladder right now, so oh, yeah. it's waiting to come out my dingus. So I'll uh, give you updates on that. Periscope okay. that. <laughs> so we'll see. Gotcha. But uh, I think it's the one I had a few months ago. Right. It was up in the kidney. Well, the last time we recorded, you were yeah in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it moved. It got better, and then it moved again, and then it hurt. Oh, and then, anyway, it's somewhere in neutral zone right now. Huh? But you want me to tie it Yeah, you need us to massage it or anything. No, I was watching a documentary about what they used to do for those. I saw it on uh, Deadwood. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good night. Back in the uh, restoration period in England when they first started doing the surgery, and they would tie you to a chair with your legs spread wide, and then they would, uh, they basically had like this hollow needle that would go down the urethra Mm -hmm. until they could find it. And once they figured out where it was, then they would make an incision in the taint to go in and. Since they weren't really good at surgery at this point in history, they would just leave an open wound. And people would live for years with, with an, an open wound, wound. taint wound. Oh, my gosh. Imagine the infection. Yeah, I can't imagine how long you lived that way. Good that night. was what they did. And people would avoid it for as long as possible. Cause well, you remember on Deadwood, when Al had his and Doc, you know, switching, put the rod up. Oh, him, yeah. And then with his stethoscope... Mm-hmm. Listened on the end of that, you know, they were having to hold like Al down, yeah. and he's listening with his stethoscope till that metal rod hits the stones. And I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, there are some I modern medicine is real good. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully it won't come to that. Yeah, but if it does, I'll show up for your clinic, and you can all right get the stethoscope out. There you go. If you're not putting out live traps, okay. So pretty little nurse, uh, I will cut out this part and send it to you. So that you can uh, work with this before we actually air this, so maybe that'll help. Yeah. And uh, hopefully. Now that's a podcast for the people right there. That is. We're trying to help. There you go. And uh, partial recall, y'all can just uh, y'all can just deal with it because we're outside your time range. They yeah. stepped into they stepped into stranger terror. Stranger Things territory, which is the 80s. Yeah, that's kind of... Uh, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. They crossed the barrier. Yeah, yeah. They're, you know? they're sort of playing in our front yard with that deal. Step back. Yeah. Staying that, staying I mean, that. how much D&D did they play? I know how much I played. And let me tell you what, it was not pretty. I can, I can give you all a lecture about what a real troll looks like, because I played D&D with him in college. <laughs> well, and we... That D&D talk would certainly... Segue us into the talk of the old bookstore. Oh, the old bookstore, yes. Which I don't know if we've discussed other than in passing, but that's we, an episode. We've made we've uh, made mention of it. There's a lot of stores up there around the square that could be. Mentioned, oh yeah, especially one of them. Oh, one of them is. And famous. you know, I can't remember if we talked about it or not, and I don't know if we want to because it's awful. It narrows uh, down exactly. Kind of narrows things down, and it's. It's sad because it's such a wonderful southern goth, goth noir tale. Oh, yeah. yeah. Murder, bootlegging. Yeah. Yeah. Porn. That we were not involved in at right, all. Right, right. But certainly we're aware of. It was the underbelly of the county. Absolutely. Not to be confused with the coward of the county. That's right. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to us. Hopefully we helped out Pretty Little Nurse. If you have hints or help for Pretty Little Nurse... You can send those to us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com, and we will get those to her to make sure that she has your input. If, you if she help wants out. to fly him out here and have us vet him, we're willing. No, absolutely. Yeah. Anything for the people. And, you know, tell him about us. If he wants to email us, we'll give him advice. But uh, just be honest and be funny. That's pretty much life right there. Be keep, honest and keep funny. Keep life right there. Yeah. Be right. honest, be funny, and learn to go with the flow. Yep. Be like the bend like the reed in the wind. 
Yes. Snatch the pebble from my hand, grasshopper. Mm. <laughs> we need to have a David Like the Kung. large oak with the deep roots. We need to have a Kung Fu talk episode. David Carradine. Mm. Dirty dead David Carradine. Lemon Wedge. Man. I'm glad my dad had that talk about that Phil Donahue episode with me. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, more what? 80s than Phil Donahue? Oh, While I was driving over here, I heard a... It was on a religious station talking about a Phil Donahue episode from the 70s. It was a whole really? thing. Yeah. Wow. It's a, whole, it, it was a, it, it's a deeper rabbit hole than that, but I'll just leave okay. it right there. All right. All right. Well, you know how to find us. Email us if you want to. Give us a holler on Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Give our other buddies at Partial Recall if you want more Soda Talk. They had a full episode about that. And give them a chance, and we will talk to you later. Adios. Bye. You're about to take the Pepsi Challenge. You know, I have two bottles of cola back here, and you don't know which is which. No, I don't. We have never met before. That's correct. Wait, okay. Except at my sister's wedding. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but beside that, we have never met. Okay, now I'm going to pick this up and tell me which one you chose. Pepsi! <laughs> you know, in tests like these nationwide, more people prefer to taste the Pepsi over Coca-Cola. Pepsi is much better. It's delicious. It's down nice and smooth. It tastes good. It's great! <laughs> take the Pepsi Challenge. Let your taste decide. Reggie Jackson. An outstanding World Series. Three home runs in one game. Now that was a day I'll never forget. And it helped me to get my own candy hit. Reggie. With a rich caramel center, lots of fresh roasted peanuts, and a super chocolatey covering. Reggie. The candy they named after me. Mmm. Reggie, you taste pretty good. World-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas.